Good morning and a very warm welcome to the Language Confidence Project. I'm your host, Emily Richardson, and I'm here every weekday to help you get unstuck in your language learning and send a ton of encouragement your way, whether you love languages or whether you really don't, but have to learn one anyway. And as it turns out, I do have COVID, so I apologise in advance for the dodgy voice quality. And if your inner critic has gotten round to the fact that you weren't brought up bilingual or you'll never be a native speaker of your new language, this is the episode for you. Now, language learning is an odd one. Nobody is ever born able to code websites or compose a violin concerto without serious amounts of deliberate teaching and learning and practice, no matter what age they start. But with languages, we're surrounded by people who, okay, they weren't born multilingual, but were brought up speaking several languages that they acquired naturally at around the same time. All their languages are their native languages. And the thing is, simultaneous bilinguals and multilinguals are not rare. I mean, there are whole countries where almost all residents routinely speak several languages in one day and don't even think about it. And I don't know about you, but student me spent a lot of time being outraged by this. I told myself that I was putting in all this effort just to become a worse speaker than large quantities of the world's population, and that despite being a language lover from childhood, there would never really be space in the world for me in French or me in Spanish, because I could never truly get it like someone who'd been raised speaking French or Spanish. And I lamented that all the born bilinguals of this world had got exactly what I wanted, for free, and had all this time while I was busy learning, effortfully, painfully, to get ahead in other ways. And I concluded that having a passion for languages was the cruelest thing a person could do to themselves. But here's what I was missing. For the vast majority of the things you want your language for, you really don't need to be a native speaker. You can have a happy marriage and raise children in a non-native language. You can do a PhD in a non-native language. And if you're going to a foreign university to study something like chemical engineering or architecture or even literature, I am pretty sure everyone, native or not, is going to be learning a whole load of new words and phrases anyway. And the world is full of translators and interpreters who learned their languages later and aren't considered native in all of them. And beyond academics and the professional world, you can create beautiful things in your new language, whether that's art or music or poetry or cultivating friendships and having an active social media presence, or even knowing the right thing to say to make someone feel better about the world. And as someone who has learned the language slowly, deliberately, and with intention, you understand the language better than most. Just think how many times do you hear native speakers tell you that something doesn't sound right, or they can say, oh no, we wouldn't say it like that, we'd say it like this instead, but they can't explain 
why. They just know it doesn't feel right. And even if you don't have the native instinct, you can make up for that with understanding the rules. So if you're beating yourself up about the fact that you're never going to be a native speaker and you've completely missed the boat, I get it. It's not fair. And while we're at it, the world is not fair. But it's also not going to stop you getting what you want. So I have a challenge for you. If you do start to feel like this, just take a few minutes to write down all the things you, or or more generally people, can do as a non-native speaker of a language. Literally everything you can think of. Split the page into three and write down all the big stuff that someone could do, like writing a thesis or buying a house, all the middle-sized stuff, like ordering at a restaurant or following instructions to assemble a piece of furniture, to the little things, like enjoying memes and enjoying songs in your new language. And with a bit of imagination, I bet you'll come up with a really impressive list. And then just stop and look at how many things you can do. You can't change the fact that you haven't been learning this language since you were a literal baby. But you also don't have to, and it won't make as much of a difference as you tell yourself on your darkest language days. The mere presence of bilingual people in the world isn't going to stop you from becoming the best speaker of your new language you can be. It's not going to take away any of the joy, the achievement of speaking your new language and discovering parts of you that you never knew existed in your native one. And just a final reminder, you don't need to erase huge parts of yourself in an attempt to pass as a native or let the fact that you aren't a native speaker hold you back. Embrace your accent, embrace your mistakes. None of it is going to hold you back as much as you think. You are doing something amazing and you should be so, so proud of it. Now I'm off to get some more honey and lemon. I will see you tomorrow. Thank you.